The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello and welcome once again to IGN's weekly PlayStation show. I guess this week we're doing things a little bit different and we are coming straight out of a big, huge state of play where we got to see some pretty cool stuff from Sony. I'm your host, Max Scovel, and I'm joined by my good pals, Jada Griffin, Akeem Lawanson, and Brian Altano. Hey, everybody. Hey, Yo. Beyond. Okay, so there is a there's quite a lot to talk about. This that was like I feel like a pretty good that was a good offering of things that felt like that felt like more you know there was a lot of third party stuff in there, but that felt like a lot of properly Sony adjacent stuff compared to one of those last ones. There was a lot of kind of third party stuff. Uh, definitely going to talk about Silent Hill. I want to touch on Sonic Akeem, because you're here, of but course. also uh, let's talk about Kojima. We just got a big huge look at uh, not just Death Stranding two, but a new action espionage game, which is. I think a polite way of saying he's he's doing the old Metal Gear thing again. How do we how do we feel about this, Jada? Uh, about doing this, the <laughs> it's it's interesting. The trailer looked really good. It's I'm not I'm not the huge Death Stranding person, so like like I don't know. I enjoy it for what it is, but I don't know if there's gonna be enough in this Death Stranding two to pull me in like day one. Um, but I, I'm I'm fascinated by what they're doing and what the story is. It's so weird. It's so bizarre from that little cat dragon ooze thing to the person playing the guitar. Like it's just all over the place. Like it's wild. Um, yeah. By the way, that, w- that was Troy Baker playing the guitar, by the way. I think we, we have confirmed Troy that. Troy Baker by... in a yeah. Hideo Kojima game? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yes. Town. Looking like Joker too. Like, I, I don't know. This, this game looks, I understand um, where, where Jade is coming from uh, uh, when she refers to the first game, not being her cup of tea. I mean, it was kind of like a, I mean, let's just, let's just, admit it it was like a walking simulator but kojima i don't know he's he just he just has like a a great imagination i mean like just looking at mm-hmm. this game like we see troy baker with the guitar he's like wielding it as a weapon like he's bill and or ted uh we got the little puppet guy who you know has like that whole into the spider-verse movement that movements that he's doing so, i believe also- that that guy who's pulling stuff out of that's that's leah Sedu who's returning from the first one but i think uh-huh. that's george miller's body but played by somebody else the director of mad max like in the same way that you know uh, Alan Wake, with well, how they had different voice well, actors. I was gonna, I was gonna say like they had uh, you know Guillermo del Toro, uh, mm-hmm. his body in the first one, but he was voiced by yeah. somebody else. Uh, th- th- this 
This almost feels like a spoof of Death Stranding. Like this feels like Cracked Magazine does Death Stranding. Brian, you're I mean, you're cackling over there. What do you think? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, they it, it's they had a sort of shot for shot remake of the stuff from the early uh, uh, promotional stuff from Death Stranding One, which is the the baby goes through the baby tunnel, but this time it's, <laughs> it vomits out a, a, ship. Well, a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, a spaceship. And so it seems like there's going to be a lot more of that this time around. I I I really dig the hard sci-fi stuff they're bringing into this. I think that my thing with Death Stranding is that it like it didn't really get to where it needed to be until the director's cut came out and they had like a lot of quality of life stuff and like, you know, kind of ways to like speed up the gameplay. And, and I appreciated all of that. And I'm hoping a lot of that makes it into, you know, the V1 version of Death Stranding 2, which is subtitled On the Beach, which is a really funny it's a really funny thing to, that that sounds like a SpongeBob episode, and but it's a really weird thing to have that in juxtaposition to all this crazy hard sci-fi stuff. It's a it's a prequel to Under the Boardwalk, is what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and on the moon. like. Okay, so yeah, this is I feel like a lot to unpack. I I was really, I went into the first Death Stranding like really really excited. I was picking apart all the trailers. I was looking at like high res photos of Norman Reedus and zooming in on his dog tags and finding like you know quantum mechanics string theory like formulas on there. Like I was on that subreddit reading all the weird theories. And then when the game came out, I feel like it fell short of that. And this time around, it feels like they're throwing way more stuff in there. And I'm going to sort of stay a little bit less excited. Like I'm going to sort of, you know, temper my expectations. And I feel like that could be a really good recipe for having a wonderful time. It also looks completely bonkers. Like it looks like, mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, Kojima either started or stopped taking antidepressants. I can't tell which. But uh, like we've got like we've got puppets, we've got like little wet cats, we've got babies vomiting spaceships, we've got Troy Baker cooking with a backwards hat on it. Like it's noticeably and you've got we've got Troy Baker doing weird, you know, guitar solos and fighting robots like it's completely, you know, it's it's noticeably more colorful. It's noticeably more over the top. It's a lot going on there. And it's mm -hmm. I don't know. That's again, the first game was announced while the studio was still being built. Like that was yeah. a big mm -hmm. thing is they they basically announced that to kind of drum up attention to Kojima Productions as a company. And a lot of the time that that spent, you know, in the oven was them like literally buying office furniture and stuff. Like I remember after that game was announced, I interviewed Kojima at PSX back, I think it was probably 2018 or something. Uh, and he was like, you have to understand we're like, we're staffing up. Like we aren't really working on the game quite yet because we don't have people to work on it. Like that was, they were building that. And mm -hmm. this time around, like they actually, they have a foundation to work on. They have like a staff, they, they know what they're doing. So I'm willing to give this one uh, much more of the, the benefit of the doubt. But uh, so what I, what I wanted to kind of get into was a, with the Death Stranding is sort of a known quantity as completely weird and out there as it is. Uh, I think that was Kojima announced uh, that he's working with Sony to work to make something that's a movie, but that's also a game. Not like he hasn't been doing that for 25 <laughs> years already, but the sort of drone shot at the end, it pulled out and it flew over Sony Picture Studios. And the last shot in there, I don't know if we actually caught it, there was the Universal Universal Pictures logo and below it, it said Fizzent, which I think is the name of the project. <laughs> like P-H-Y-S-I-N-T, like physically isn't. I don't know, that sounds like a Kojima portmanteau though. I, is, this, yes. is this getting any of you excited? <laughs> we should, I mean, we should definitely, re you know, research that. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure the internet's already breaking, breaking things down uh, uh, in relationship to that. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm excited to to see whatever this this hybrid video game slash movie looks like. And you, they mentioned action espionage. You know, I'm. I'm kind of curious what when this this will come out or or when we'll start mm -hmm. to see more information about this because um, we we do know that there's uh there's development of a of a a, a remake of one of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games. So I'm kind of right. curious 
you know, if this is going to, if they're going to be in close competition, like, you know, depending upon when that game is slated to come out as well. But I don't know. I'm excited. I mean, like whatever Kojima touches turns into some weird gold. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see what this is. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, game developers attempt and, and movie directors attempt that sort of like weird crossover hybrid between uh, like interactive software and, you know, cinematic plot device to varying degrees of success. Like there was that weird, I mean, Silent Hill, right? Did a thing like just a few months back where it was just like, yeah, vote on cutscenes and emojis. And it, it was, you know, sort of a catastrophic. That's failure. still ongoing, by the way. <laughs> just let so you know, cool. Silent Hill Ascension is what you're referring to. Yeah. Right. Well, they they banned everyone who was watching it, so no one actually knows that it's still happening. <laughs> it was a but, true Silent Hill um, in the chat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to I want to touch on Silent Hill in a second, but it's it's worth calling out that like Kojima's got a lot of uh, he's got a, a lot of projects going right now. He's got a lot of plate spinning or whatever the expression yeah. is, and like so there's there's Death Stranding two, which we know about. There's yeah. also Overdose, which he's working on with Jordan Peele, which has a bunch of famous people in mm -hmm. it. That's uh, we got that to see it over on the Xbox thing. Uh, and then there's the fact that he's also supposedly been working with, uh, you know, he's hung out with Gel with Del Toro with, um, oh my God, the Drive guy. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but also George Miller's in this. And then we've also got Jordan Vote Roberts, who you know was apparently working on the Metal Gear movie at some point. I think he's also working on the Gundam movie. Dude likes Max. The I guess. Stranding movie. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if like Kojima makes this like whatever this you know like transmedia multimedia crossover thing is if he's like these are all this i'm making this movie myself or if he farms out bits and pieces of it to make some kind of weird collaborative thing with you know filmmakers that he loves and respects because that could be that could be really cool like a, a masters of horror type thing does that does that grab any of you or is this just veering too far out of like the game realm i mean i i dig that what he's i i, I as a big horror nerd I'm, I'm i'm loving the idea of what od can be but um it, I, I do also like wonder like is he spreading himself too thin or is there too mm. many you know plate spinning at the same time that said like uh, seeing like there, there is substantial thematic and mechanical growth in death straining too it is it is obvious mm -hmm. they are like like max you alluded it to before but like when they started their studio they were basically like hey uh horizon can we borrow the decima engine and then built a whole new game that looked very very different uh it was a lot more bleaker and sadder and sort of a minimalist than than horizon which was kind of categorically busy and over the top and flora and fauna everywhere and this time around death stranding too like there's a lot of different environments happening there's a, a lot of different ideas happening there's um futuristic cities there's deserts and all that kind of stuff and so like i this is what's odd is that like i think that like it, it, we are constantly positioned as seeing kojima as this sole auteur who's uh, single-handedly responsible for every single thing that he's involved in. But um, there's a large team of people working on this game, clearly. Uh, they, they don't get their names on the box, but like very clearly there's a lot of people working mm -hmm. on this. So if, if, this, if he can sort of lay down the story beats for them and they can run, run and gun with this thing, and then he can move on and work on OD and Death Stranding movie and a bunch of other stuff, then you know I'm happy. And uh, then we'll get a bunch of cool projects from somebody who's really interesting and smart. I want, yeah, I wish, I wish Kojima nothing but the best for success, but I also would love to see him kind of like take on more of like a executive producer type role and really just, mm -hmm. you know, elevate cool ideas that come from within his team. Cause I think that, I think that's, you know, I, I, I think they did kind of like a, like throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks approach when they were designing Metal Gear Solid 2. And that's why that game was so out there in terms of what it was attempting and doing. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, let's, let's shift gears here from one, uh, you know, uh, a Konami alum to a still uh, alive and well 
question mark uh, Konami franchise, which is Silent Hill, which was uh, noticeably uh, taciturn for quite some time. It was pretty, it was all quiet on the Western front up there. Uh, and then just recently we've been getting a bunch of new Silent Hill stuff. There was the, the weird stream along thing we talked about. And then we just got, oh, I don't know, a new Silent Hill game today. Like literally right now, they just dropped the short message, which we've heard rumored for quite a while. I'm sure, Akeem, you're a big Silent Hill fan. Are you are you okay right now? Are you, are you annoyed that I'm like keeping you and you can't just go play this? You're No, I'm not, not at all. This is, I mean, it's <laughs> like, this is the thing. I want the remake, I think. And I think that's, I'm, I'm speaking for most Silent Hill fans. We want this remake. Stop giving us Silent Hill Ascension. Stop giving us all these things that are tangentially related. Stop giving us those, what do they call pachinko machines give us what we actually want that's what this is what i want silent hill 2 that's what i want yeah no um, the core of this psychological cool. horror is familiarity and like the comforting thing that we know well <laughs> no yes. I'm, I'm teasing <laughs> but like what what is your what's your read on this does this seem compared to ascension does this grab you more compared to oh, PT, does this look more like silent hill yeah, 100%. Like I, I would say this is this is definitely a step in the right direction. I feel like this is what we should have gotten initially uh, over the the Ascension project uh, that we received, uh, which was just like a bit of a laughing stock uh, on, on the Internet and amongst uh, fans. Uh, but this this I think this is like a good, you know, palate cleanser uh, coming off of that. I mean, I'm down sure. to play this for sure. Uh, again, just, you know, just as a, a horror, uh, uh, you know, fan in general, I, I you know, I want to play this off rip. I like these kind of shorter experiences that kind of give maybe new fans a chance to kind of like dive in, learn something about the story, maybe a little bit about the gameplay. It's going to be obviously be different than the core Silent Hill 2 remake yeah. um, gameplay loop, but kind of gets you like into the, the world of mm -hmm. Silent Hill with this, which is a kind of a good, you know, for people who maybe didn't get a chance to play Silent Hill when it was big on what the PS1 era like that's when yeah. silent hill was really big silent ps1 and ps2 like there's a lot of people who maybe never played silent hill if unless they played like one of the remakes or collections that came out on like the ps3 era but like right it's so like it's good to get these kinds of like new experiences it also lets them test new things that we haven't maybe seen that may hey maybe this doesn't work in the full game but it's a cool yeah. idea it might work in a shorter experience so I, i'm kind of for like these these smaller things yeah, but I feel like I feel like one of the things that um, the the Silent Hill franchise. I, I feel like I've spoken on this when we first, you know, uh, got that big announcement of all these games. Like one of the things that's kind of lacking in in just like the Silent Hill universe is just like you know these recognizable characters. Like you look at the Resident Evil series, so many different characters that we recognize. We got the Chris Redfields, we got the Jill Valentines. There's so many. So I, I think uh, the the thing as like a hardcore Silent Hill fan that's just like kind of just irking me a little bit is just these games and these experiences that we're getting it's just like name it's just in name and of course yeah. it takes place in silent hill but i want to play as some of the characters that that i remember you know when i when i you know picked up my, my playstation one and started playing it initially um obviously not a continuation but again like silent hill 2 that's a remake so we're, we're revisiting this character uh you know in in the same uh, you know place that we remember it's just you know with a different coat of paint on it um, so yeah. that, I don't know. For me, that's what I'm looking. That, that's what I want. That's why, well, like, I'm as, like, give me Silent Hill Two. As soon as we're done here, you can go and sort of whet your appetite for Silent Hill Two by by checking this out. I'm definitely yeah. wary of a Konami project that ends with like free to play, and I'm I'm hoping yeah. that means it's more of like a PT thing where it's just like a weird encapsulated experience rather than like I don't I don't know how you would monetize this experience here, but like like you got to pay to get the roaches off your head or whatever, like whatever <laughs> they're doing. Uh, 
but I'm definitely curious. I'm sure people are going to be, you know, picking this apart, but let's talk, let's talk Silent Hill too, because that's the, that's the big one. That's the one that everyone loves. We got a good proper look at what this game looks like in action. There've been what, like leaks. There was a teaser. It's uh Bloober team, which, you know, they've done a, a bunch of horror games that have all like very clearly an homage to the Silent Hill games. Uh, I think it was the, what was it? The, the medium had like the same composer. Like it was, they're, they're, they've been auditioning for this. It kind of feels like how Larian was with Baldur's Gate. Like they're working their way up to tackling this classic. Uh, Akeem, as a, as a Silent Hill 2 fan, like what, what did the, what did the new footage look like to you? Like what, oh. did it grab you? Ooh, it looked so good. It looked really, really, I was like, yes, this is, this is what I want. This, when they showed that, I was like, yes, can we, can we skip all the other, the BS that y'all have been giving us? I'm not, I don't mean to call it BS. You know, I'm sorry to say that. Because I love Konami, but I just I want this. This is dude, what for, we dude, want. For like eleven years, we got pachinko machines and Dead by Daylight <laughs> yes. skins. It's okay to call it BS. It's fine. Uh, it, yeah, it looks I, so beautiful. I mean, seeing James, obviously, we just see the the back of his head and his his body, but like, I mean, like he's wearing that iconic jacket again. This is what this is what the fans want. You know, we want yeah. to return to this to this place with these characters that we remember playing so long ago and like it, this is just it's just beautiful I like the trailer that we got uh many months ago uh obviously it's gonna look glossy it's gonna you know it's it's cinematic it didn't actually give us gameplay but like looking at this looking at the the monsters that you get to fight like some of these look kind of new like there, there was one that they that we just saw that looked like it was a a, a woman I guess she was walking on her her hands and the, mm -hmm. right, that right there it's like her feet are in the air i don't recall seeing that but you know i think that's what you were supposed to be seeing in the yeah. original but the graphics weren't good enough you know? <laughs> right. it was just a, yeah now it was just limbs back yeah. then. that's all you could make out <laughs> now jada and brian you both are you both are pretty diehard resident evil fans and like yeah. the problem mm -hmm. with, with yeah. this is that capcom set a unrealistically high bar with what the recent re remakes have been like i what's how do you feel about this do you think it's does, is it is it moving the needle for you jada uh, it's not i've i've never been a huge silent hill fan like they're they're good experiences i enjoy them for what they are but they've never been that it's never been the franchise that's like oh i can't wait for the next silent hill like when are we getting new silent hill games when are we gonna like when can i play the remaster for this one like i just it's never been that franchise for me, uh, but I know it is very, very much that for a lot of people that do love that franchise. So I do hope that this one is moving the needle for them, uh, but I just, I don't know. It's not drawing me in as somebody who's not a huge fan of the franchise already. I'm incredibly excited for this, but I'm as excited as somebody can be for something that still doesn't have a release date. Like mm. the trailer ended and it said in development and there's no, there we don't have an, a, a year. And Akeem, I think you nailed it before with like, sort of like the, this kind of machine gun scattershot approach to this franchise that went dormant for so long and then came back and was like, here's seven different projects that are uh, not necessarily really connected in any meaningful way and not really what what people are looking for specifically. Like this, you know, that 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 free game that we're getting, it's an awesome little make good and it's a, it's it's a nice kind of amuse-bouche appetizer to hold us over onto the main course over here but like what where's the release date here i'm happy to see more footage of this but like you have to keep in mind resident evil 4 remake i feel like that was like announced and then released within a year and then six months after that we got the um you know separate ways dlc like that was a fully feature complete package with they added you know mercenaries mode and everything like as a as a hardcore resident evil 4 fan like that I went from finding out that game was uh, a thing 
to like platinuming it and beating all the DLC within like a year and a half. And so I want to, you know, I, I don't want to rush the game development here, but like, I'm, I don't want this to be something that like we check in on this game every six months to a year for several more years, more state of yeah. plays and showcases. Like I just, I just want it. I just want yeah, to play it. Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, one thing Capcom got the hang of was really having a good cadence for, yeah. uh, you know, balancing like a new resident evil with like a remake with a new one mm -hmm. with a remake. Uh, also, I should probably, I don't know, Sorry, go I was going to say I, I was going to say I should probably mention this too. Uh, now th this has been rumored, um, so it's not confirmed. But you know they're also working on a Silent Hill two movie, uh, and yeah. so I know some of the rumors online that have been floating around is that you know they're going to try to release this around the same time as the movie. And I don't think we have a date as to when we can expect uh, the movie in theater. I, so I I watched the original movie just a few mm -hmm. days ago, actually, which was like really interesting because there's a lot in that movie that is very very early 2000s uh schlocky horror movie but there's some interesting creature design and set set pieces in that movie that like i think it's on netflix it's like totally watchable if you're looking for like a dumb 90 minutes to spend watching so the, the director of that is directing the new one return to silent hill mm -hmm. yeah and apparently that's entirely it's shot already which is like i could i could see them having it in the can and holding it until they're if they want to line it up with a with a video game like it's it's right. a weird flip from how it used to be where a video game would have to get rushed out to come out alongside the movie. Yeah. But I can't help but wonder if like, if Sony's pushing this, like, like right now we know about more PlayStation productions, movies and shows than we do about PlayStation studios games. And yeah. Sony obviously makes a lot of money for movies. Like that's not, that's, it's not like a, it's not like a little fledgling industry. Like it makes sense that they would want to kind of leverage existing IP that they have into something bigger. Uh, unclear if Sony would have anything to do with that, but like, that's, you know, again, like on the Silent Hill front, that's, if if they've got it sitting around, and I mean, I could also see a Silent Hill sequel not being the biggest budget thing to make ever. I have, yeah. to, I have to imagine they're, uh, imagine they're waiting to capitalize on maybe Halloween this year, because they put it on their, their website. It was, this is the second time they've shown Silent Hill 2 in one of their, because we had that earlier, like, hey, 2024 PlayStation, here's a bunch of games in a video. And Silent Hill 2 was in there. Um, and they said it was it was on their page for like 2024 releases. So it's a good chance. I think they're just waiting till Halloween to capitalize on that, you know, spooky time of year um, to maximize sales on yeah. this one. Well, I really, I really hope that like, I hope that Konami can pull it off. Um, yeah. yeah, Konami doesn't have the best track record sometimes, and people love sure. to get mad at them. And mm -hmm. it would just be cool for Silent Hill fans to actually get something really up to you know up to their high expectations. Now, uh, shifting gears, one thing that we've sort of known about for a bit is Judas, which is Ken Levine's new thing, which is not Bioshock, but also it's kind of Bioshock. What what did we what do we think of all this, Jada? I'm I'm very hyped for Judas after that trailer. Like before now, I nothing had really excited me, but this looks like the kind of Bioshock style game that I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for, you know, since the first Bioshock. Like two was fine, infinite was okay, but this looks like has potential to be that next like true successor to the original Bioshock. I cannot wait for this one. The action looks good. The, the abilities look fun. Um, it's just, I, it, it's very wacky and just kind of like cheeky with like how the characters are. Uh, so we'll see what that kind of looks like as we get to see more down the year or later this year or yeah. as they show more of it. But I'm actually pretty uh, excited about this one now. Brian. Yeah. I'm, I'm morbidly curious about this one. Uh, it's, you know, uh, in what uh, over a decade since 
uh, Infinite came out and Ken Levine uh, famously left the franchise, started a new studio. Uh, stories came out about that studio sort of um, having a lot of turnover and uh, the game being kind of in a development hell. And then we actually saw it in motion. It was like, oh, this is a this is a real product now. This is a real thing. And now it's actually like really starting to come together. I think since then we've gotten a lot of Bioshock-ish games. And so like there's, you know, I think the, the absence of that franchise officially has made a bunch of uh, other smaller uh, series and games kind of like step in in its place. But like this is coming from the creator of the original franchise. And so like, I'm really interested to see what he does here. Um, in terms of like what it will feel like once we're actually playing it, again, no release date, so it's it's tough to say as of right now. But like, I'm I'm excited for this one. And what's what's awesome too is that we've heard rumors for years now about like uh, at the same time, 2K is potentially uh, either rebooting the franchise or remastering one of the, or remaking one of the old games. We don't really really know for sure. So I don't know. Like Bioshock fans could be eating pretty good in the next year or two if all these things all come together at the same time, and that rules. Yeah, it's what I like about it is it's not, it's not like distinctly tied to one historical period, but it yeah. clearly has like a distinct art style. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bioshock is all very Art Deco, and then you know Columbia is all like World's Fair or whatever. And this this is all over the place. You got people wearing like T-shirts with Impact font on it, and you got like modern spray cans, and and then there's just sort of things that look like almost like '90s toys running around. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's something that's fun to look at. Uh, but let's see what else we got to talk about. There's also the well, we're talking about like first person, uh, just real, real messy situations to be in. There's also Metro Awakening VR, which is the Metro series getting mm -hmm. a whole new VR component. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Um, I'm I'm glad to see that Metro is getting kind of a another life um, because I think it's a franchise that's like not at the top of anybody's lists or most people's lists when you think of like cool first person like kind of survival games um it is i, I really me. like it is for you Just, yeah. you're a big metro fan oh hell yeah it's what got me into fps games interesting yeah oh awesome yeah no i uh i, I like the metro series metro metro series not metroid i like that as well but that's a different podcast different time uh different conversation um i really like the metro series so i'm really excited for this and this is the kind of like big experience I've been wanting for PSVR 2. So I'm really excited to see this one coming to that. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that sort of like keeps the lights on with that fan base a little. I, obviously, no secret, Sony kind of, you know, dropped the ball on PSVR 2 in terms of first party support. Um, and I don't really get why they shipped a product that they didn't truly believe in, but it's good to see third parties will step in and be like, hey, we're working on some experiences for this thing. It's still happening, it's still going. Yeah, no, this this game looks amazing. Um, but I, I you know, I, how many titles, by the way, I just want to mention this because I'm, I'm kind of curious. I want to see if we know this. How many PSVR 2 titles did we see showcased uh, today? Two? I think it was just two. 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 So, yeah. okay, so out of the two, I got to be very honest with, uh, with you know, the cast here as well as uh, the viewing and listening audience. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Legendary Tales. Um, I am too, actually. I'm a big D&D fan. It looked amazing. So. <laughs> yes, it's you're fighting you're fighting skeletons, uh, and with swords and 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 hammers. I mean, it looked amazing. Hopefully, we can pull up some of that footage of uh, of uh, legendary tales. Wait, I mean, it it's... looked like looked uh, like it looked. It's it's really fun to play because like visually, I did not think I it looked amazing. Like I, it felt pretty dated to me. It, yeah, I, honestly, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be 
quite honest here, it did look kind of janky, but I think that's because it was like actual footage of someone having it on their head. And so it mm-hmm. just looked very jittery uh, from what we're looking at now. But I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm they, looking forward to fighting some skeletons. I, I don't know if this was an artistic decision to kind of go with this um, almost kind of PS3, Nintendo Wii era, uh, almost even like ancient PC dungeon crawler uh, launch day edition Skyrim <laughs> art direction here. But like it's it's decidedly kind of low poly, low fi, and I yeah. there is there is a charm to that. I will say yeah. like I don't I'm I'm not one of those people that's just like oh it's got to be more realistic, otherwise it's crappy. But like yeah. seeing the met the Metro game in VR. And then this come right after it was just <laughs> yeah. like, all right, well, was, yeah, we're going yeah. with something a little different yeah. here. Yeah. And it's it jank is a funny way of putting it. And yeah. I think there's a sort of an inherent jank to VR because you're the animations are being controlled by you, right? Like you're yeah. you're waggling your arm around in the air and you're slashing and dashing and stuff like that. And it's 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 not gonna look as good as something that's like curated by an animator because you have dumb arms. Yeah. <laughs> This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash POBeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash POBeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to 
become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Brian, Brian, Max, Jada, I got to say this. Just before I lose all credibility with our audience, I was lying. I am not looking forward to this game. It looks terrible. Um, I'm just oh. going to say that right now. I was just joking. Wow. Okay. Hey, hey, I was joking. I, I, don't, I don't want people to assume that this is my taste. Akeem, this is Akeem, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, already, it's already out on Steam. It's been on early access since 2021. So, and it's very, people are very positive about it. So They need to put it back in the oven. Okay, sorry. It says, it says mixed. But very, po- very positive. No, people are positive. Okay. It's yes. mixed. Recent, I don't know how that works. Recent reviews are mixed, but overall they're very positive. So I don't know what, what this game did to wrong them in recent, recently. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it. VR games frequently look a little bit janky. They don't display yeah. well. They're meant to display when you're in them. Like, and yep. I don't know. We've seen lots of games like Gord is amazing, but that game looks stupid as hell if you're just watching it on a, on a screen. Right. Like it's, right. And it's of like, course. that's kind of the idea. Again, that jank works in favor of. Uh, really just whooping some skeleton ass in a yeah. cave or whatever. I don't know. It looks, I, I, yeah, graphically, it's not the most impressive VR experience we've seen. I'm not expecting that out of this type of game. I'm seeing in the tri- in this clip that it looks like it's co-op. So that could be fun, just bashing it's in some skulls. Four-player co-op, yeah. There you go. Oh, bashing in okay. some skulls with some friends in VR. Sounds like a good time for me. Now, I'm not even sure how you make this segue, but uh, <laughs> they were doing a new Sonic the Hedgehog game over there. Akeem, how do you... <laughs> Oh man! You know Let's what? I got it. I got to tell you, Sonic of bad games. Akeem loves. No, I'm not going to do it. Whoa! Hold on here. I re- I re- no, it's too late. It's too- Brian. You just did it. Look. You know what? Look. I did it to Legendary Tales. I'm pretty sure they have a huge fan base that's going to come Speaking after me. Speaking of Legendary Tales, I what about this. Miles Tales per hour? There you well, go. That, there you that go. work. Was that a good segue? Yes, I loved it. You know, there. this I was. I kid the Sonic franchise. By the way, I love you guys. You're good. This yeah, this Sonic I, this, looks like a shadow of him, his former self. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> no, this this honestly surprised me. Uh, uh, I I know it was rumored that uh, we'd get some Sonic Generations uh, news, but you know, then I saw Shadow just zoom by, and I was like, whoa, okay, this is this is a bit of a surprise. Now, um, for I I feel like a lot of people out there should be familiar with the Sonic Generations uh, uh, story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you know, there's this enemy that creates like these various time holes. And Sonic has to travel back in time to team up with his Sega Genesis fat self uh, to save his friends <laughs> in the space-time continuum. And actually, one of the enemies he fights he's is chubby. Okay, it's is, just it's you know we don't have to go you know he's he's yeah. chibi and 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 it, cute. Is that what we call it, chibi? It's just a different proportionate size Sonic. It doesn't well, need to be. He, he just got a gut. That's all. He's it's the Genesis version. He looks like what a hedgehog. His favorite food looks, isn't, yeah. isn't a you know spinach smoothie or what? He's a chili dog boy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, like let him just leave him alone. <laughs> no, look, I'm giving it to him. I mean, He's at getting least... old. Okay, it's harder to look. Keeping it no, but that's him in the past though. Keep that in mind. That, that, that was Sonic in the past. So Sonic from our generation, which is the the thin Sonic, goes back okay. in time, teaming up teaming up with his. His his younger, I guess, younger, fatter self is that what you look? He was he was like chubby in middle school. What do you want? Like I was yeah. too. Like you sometimes people you know they they get they get a growth spurt or something. I don't know. Like, well, this game looks great though. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that I'm looking forward to this. Um, as I feel like you know Sega. I feel like I say this almost every single year, but it seems as if Sega comes out with a new. They've been coming out with a new uh, Sonic game every single year. Uh, is it just it feels that way. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, my my only question is, I, I, I get it. I love Sonic Generations, um, but why not, you know, remaster Sonic Unleashed? 
that came out in 2008 before Sonic Generation. Stop asking for remasters. I you want know? new stuff like this. Like this is yes, this is a updated version of Sonic Generations, but it's new content. I don't want to replay Sonic Unleashed. Well, no. Okay, like, what I, I mean is you could have like a crossover, like, kind of similar to what they're doing with this, though. That, that's what well, I'm saying. Like, kind of, you know. Apparently, like, they tried to design a hyper-realistic Wolf Sonic, and all the playtesters kept throwing up because it was so scary looking. So maybe, <laughs> you know, they tried. They did give it a shot. It's just, it, if you want to draw it, you can. You know, maybe you can make your own game where Sonic becomes a wolf and it's hyper-realistic and Sonic well, throws up. I've already drawn I, it. It's on my I, Deviant art page. <laughs> okay. Sonic, That's why people kept throwing up. <laughs> Sonic Generations is one of my favorite Sonic games of all time. It's just a fantastic blending of old school and new school Sonic. Yeah. I love Shadows of Character. I love Sonic Adventure 2. I love that it looks like we're getting remastered versions of Final Rush and Final Chase. Like these are going to be this. I think this is going to be fantastic. This is exactly the kind of content I want Sega making for Sonic. Like Sonic Frontiers was cool. Sonic Superstars was all right. This is the type of content I want out of Sonic. This is what I'm looking forward to. So like I'm very hyped. Like that's the final boss from Sonic Adventure 2. Spoilers if you haven't played that like 20 year old Sonic game. But like. I love seeing that type of stuff being reused and made in a, a new way. Like I'm, I'm very excited for that. And well, Max and Brian aren't. There's sorry. I've got people chattering right here for some reason. Uh, I, you can no, so that, that it looks, it looks like fun. Like it's definitely as far as like Sonic reveals go, like this one looks, it looks like fun and colorful and interesting. I know people have differing opinions on like, you know, on uh on 3d versus 2d Sonic, but this does more for me than the, than the last uh, 2d one did. Um, which, you know, is also fine because I don't play games on my phone and I know people are still bitter about that one. Uh, but uh, moving on, let's talk about Stellar Blade, which we just got a release date for. This mm -hmm. is from, uh, let's see, it's from a Korean studio. Is it Shift uh, Up? Shift Up, yeah. And yes. it's basically uh, post-apocalyptic Earth. We've kind of been there before. Uh, <laughs> there's humans have gone off world. I, I had a really hard time getting, like they were being very straightforward about how, you know what the game mechanics are what the gameplay loop is but i still had a hard time getting a read on like what what genre is it because it's got like little bits of like souls board in there it's obviously got some hack and slash stuff uh mm -hmm. definitely a lot of near dna but i still i don't know i it i couldn't i couldn't get a sense like is this is this a game as a service kind of thing is this going to be like a grindy loop thing is this going to be a more straightforward rpg i don't know but like what what was what was all your reads on this it looks like it's going to kind of be one of those games that kind of blends a bunch of genres into one. Um, it's going to like kind of borrow um, from everybody's homework in the class and just kind of make it into its own thing. Mm -hmm. um, the earliest trailers I remember for this was very kind of hack and slash, very like flashy, almost devil may cry looking action with parries and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be like the core gameplay loop still. Um, but I, who knows after this trailer there's still a lot of unknowns about this game um i think we'll probably get some more deep dives closer to its launch in april um mm -hmm. but I, I mean i don't know i'm kind of into this one i think it's going to be i think it'll be interesting um i really like the monster design i think the monsters that they showed off in this trailer are top notch um and i'm very excited to play this and see what other creations they have in mind for us yeah i i really dig a lot of the kind of over the top sci-fi ideas here it seems like the cosmetic options are going to be just seemingly endless the bosses and big monsters like you said super super cool like some really cool um sort of hybrids between mechanical and organic right like just big gross machines that also have nasty tentacles and stuff like that i'm into that i was less enthused by like the 
sort of um, mid PS3 generation sepia toned used future kind of fallouty mm. backdrops. Um, when it gets a little more brighter, brighter and neon and, and a little more creative, I, I dig that a ton. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a, it, I think you just nailed it. Like there's, there's a whole lot of uh, sort of tonal differences here, but also a lot of like, Hey, this is very clearly kit bashing a ton of stuff from video games you like. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but like there are things like, Hey, you can get consumables and upgrade stuff. And it's like, yeah, I know, dude. It's a video game. I it got was, that far. It was mm -hmm. a lot of it was a lot of very familiar video game mechanics and, and visuals. Like I feel, I feel like this almost looks like this almost looks like an Unreal Five remake of a game that came out 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't mean that in a bad way. A lot of good games came out 15 years ago, but in terms of like the sensibilities, like it's very much like you know, it's got some like Bayonetta in there. It's it's hacky. It's slashy. It's got like this. It's it, it's just like a total. I mean, there's a part where she's like, you know, she's cooking like a she's cooking a stew, and it kind of feels like a video game stew. There's just mm -hmm. it's got like just mm -hmm. it's it's kind of all over the place. It definitely looks shiny. I feel like this is going to be a really cool showcase of of the PS5, and this is, I believe, PS5 console exclusive. I think it's coming yeah. to PC too. Yeah. But it it comes down to uh, combat for me and Jada. I'm sure the exact same way. I'm, in fact, all of you like if. Yeah. <laughs> If that clicks, then I will I'll dump a ton of hours into this because I actually love I love I love a game that's just like, you know, this is a seven or eight. Maybe it's it's a little bit narratively hollow, but like if, if it's crunchy and fun to play and the bosses are fun and the upgrade systems and the all that that feedback loop feels great, then hell yeah, I'm all in on this. I, I love a good like third person action game. So throw it at me. Yeah, I'm all for I'm all for these games like borrowing from like other like kit bashing, like you said, Brian, it's all it comes down to the execution and how will they blend those together? And mm -hmm. that and that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah. Now, uh, shifting gears here, something that's coming up even sooner. Another uh, PS5 exclusive is Rise of the Ronin, which comes out on March 22nd. It's also the same day as Dragon's Dogma 2, which they got trailers back to back. I'm surprised they didn't just start punching each other in the face. They're really, they, they, they're, that's, Some, good, that's a good feud there. I also love that it someone's is got basically, someone's got it. Why, one of these, one of these, these needs to get out of the way. These are also like both clearly massive games. And they're yeah. also both clearly games that, that would appeal to fans of FromSoft games. Like Dragon's mm -hmm. Dogma has a lot of Dark Souls DNA and uh, Rise of the Ronin has clearly has some Sekiro. So it's kind of hilarious that you've got to make this choice of how you're going to spend your time. But I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hard pressed to think of the last time I watched like a major showcase from any of the, the three big companies that had two th sort of thematically similar games in it, like Max said, that appeals to the same audiences that have the same <laughs> release date. Like it, it seems like even when you were putting together this showcase, you would be like, huh, doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like spread those out a little bit. It, they, it can only benefit both of those products if they're a month or apart. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, which which one or are which one, are, <laughs> which one? Which one are you? I want to go around. Which one are? Which one is grabbing you the most, Jada? Oh, uh, I'm like split right down the middle because both of them are like eight out of tens for me right now. Um, mm -hmm. Excitement level, like I, I guess probably Dragon's Dogma, but that's purely based on we've seen a lot more of it because we did the IGN first all month for it. Um, so I've just, I'm more familiar with it, but I don't know. Rise of the Run-In might get my impulse by because it, it seems like it may be the less popular one. And I like to have that experience and knowledge that other people may not have. Akeem? 
Yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to say uh, Dragon's Dogma, too. I mean, <laughs> honestly, just because, again, we've seen more kind of like, you know, echoing what Jada said. Uh, I, I, you know, this is my first time really getting like some an in-depth look at uh, Rise of the Ronin. So, I mean, it's still, it looks just as good. I mean, it, honestly, for me, it just comes down to how many hours in in a week or a month I have to, to bounce back and forth between these two games. Mm-hmm. Brian, what about you? Um, I didn't really get super into the first Dragon's Dogma, despite trying several times. It just didn't click, and I, I, I want to give it one more shot before this game launches. So I'm going to go with Rise of the Ronin for now, not only to be different than the rest of you, because that's fun, but because um, it just looks like something that doesn't come with that sort of same level of baggage for me. Like, it's a new franchise. It's a new, it's a new concept. It's rooted in familiarity, of course, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, this, this world looks cool, and I, I feel like I've I've done the high fantasy thing a million times. And so let's do another genre that I've done a million times. I typically don't really gravitate towards samurai stuff. Like it's a, it's just, I don't for whatever reason doesn't grab me or it has to try harder to grab me. But the, the world here is impressive. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this also yeah, is probably going to be a pretty good, pretty good, uh, you know, holdover for people hosted, hoping for a new ghost of Tsushima, which I know we're always hoping for, but like jumping off of a glider onto a horse. That's cool. I'll do that. That looks like mm-hmm. fun. It's also weird because like Dragon's Dogma is an established IP. Like it's a sort of a known quantity, but the last one came out, what, 10, 10 years ago, 10 plus yeah. years ago. That, and yeah. meanwhile, this is from Team Ninja, who have been kind of steadily like putting out what they put out, Woe Long. That was them, right? Mm. And then, uh, and then they, I believe so, yes. And then there was um, uh, Neo. I almost said Nier. It's actually, if you talk to Australians about Neo and Nier, it's completely confusing. But uh, no, like that, that, they've, you know, put out two Neo games, which people people loved and have like really crunchy combat. And it's like Team Ninja and... is known for making, you know, great, great punishing games that yeah. are, that'll kick your ass. I'm, I'm excited about just the sort of exploration side of this. This looks, it looks, you know, enticing. I, I forgot this was Team Ninja for some strange reason. I, I'm changing my vote. I'm going Rise of the Ronin because I love what everything Team Ninja has basically done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ninja Gaiden, like you said, Wo Long was one of my favorites last year. Um, they did my they did Stranger of Paradise, uh, Final Fantasy Origin That's uh, right, the year yeah. prior to that, which I really liked. So like Team Ninja has been hitting for me uh, recently. So I'm, to, I, I'm swapping. I think that's what I'm going to be going with uh, day one. I think that might be the right answer. Like now that I think, like I really want to, I'm really excited for Dragon's Dogma, but it also feels mm-hmm. like it, like the the first one came out and it was like it didn't quite it like it it was people loved it it was really cool and it was wasn't until dark arisen where they kind of went and retooled a few things that it really yep. sort of stuck the landing and even then it was it was sort of a it was a one off like it came out and then we didn't hear about dragon's dogma 2 for like a decade and then now we're getting it and i'm excited for it i'm i'm totally i i'm definitely uh more interested in that but it's also it feels like it could be Harder to predict which way that one's going to go. And it's, again, it's funny that we have to even have this conversation of picking one over the other, but they come out the same day, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so did Oppenheimer in that Barbie movie. Sure. Yeah, but those didn't take those... 40 hours plus to beat, <laughs> yes, you know? Fair exactly. enough. I mean, Oppenheimer was close, but like, you know, that was... <laughs> uh... Now let's uh, move on. Even even sooner, there's, uh, there's Helldivers 2, which is coming out super soon. And 
is this is this getting any of yours attention like is this i'm very excited for yeah. helldivers 2 like this show for me like started off on such a good note and then it kind of like just declined for me as it went through just because mm -hmm. i was most interested in the upfront stuff they showed the helldivers 2 the stellar blade sonic shadow generations foam stars like those were those were like i was like oh this is a really good showcase and then they jumped into sound hill kojima stuff which just isn't my bag which is fine um but like helldivers 2 i'm very excited for this i love me some good co-op um shooters i really liked the first one which was like top down isometric uh so they're you know it's a very different experience this time around but i think for the better i think this is you know i would have loved to see a a sequel to helldivers between the first one and now um that was more of the isometric top down so i could have played a little bit more of that but if this is what they spend all their time cooking up i'm happy with this so I'm, I'm i'm intrigued and i just uh i hope that there's enough people playing at launch to yep. fill the servers for people because i think that's going to really make or break this type of game uh same with foam stars it's going to really make or break how many people download and are playing it um online mm -hmm. it's it's also really cool that this is almost here right like this is this is a game with a release date that's coming soon um it's fully self-aware about how hard into the starship troopers it's going it's uh, goofy and silly but also gorgeous and violent and you know that's that pushes a lot of buttons for me so i don't know like i i'm not really a big online multiplayer co-op let's squad up type of dude but like if we get the chance to all play together like that will completely change my mind and this is the exact kind of game i, I want to do that in right i'm not really interested in being big shark in suicide squad as much as i am being just one of these generic cloaked heroes that blows up bugs yeah, yeah I mean, and it's 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 kind of fun to be like a grunt like that. It's also I don't know with mm -hmm. I, I, we're comparing it to Suicide Squad because that came out today or twenty minutes ago or whatever it was. Uh, but those are like four known characters, and I feel like there's always that playground logic of like, ooh, ooh, I want to be that one, I want to be that one. And you have to like you have to pick, but these aren't established characters. This is like a level of role playing to it that I feel like mm -hmm. is much more, you know, which which color spaceman do you want to be on an arcade game? Which mm -hmm. again, this is such a massive leap forward compared to the first one. Like I'm. It might as well be a new IP. Like it's it's a yep. <laughs> they added quite a few more A's onto the double A or triple A or whatever whatever level this is. But yeah, I hope which it's is cool. Yeah, which is cool if you think about it. Like if you're under the age of 25, like this is it's very rare nowadays to get a game that goes from the first game to the second game and dramatically shifts in genre and camera angle and all that. Like it used to be very common back in the day. It was you got a 16 bit action platformer that then became a 3d collectathon or whatever yeah, duke like, nukem fallout both of those did that they did a leap from the you know mm -hmm. so this is really cool yeah that's 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 a big jump from game to game and i i, I dig that yeah i, I into also it. look looking forward to having one of you reload my rocket launcher for me because apparently it's a two-man job in this game you just want us to be caddies I'm gonna like step on you caddies. with my with my mech coming soon after launch <laughs> that, okay that honestly is like i don't know how i feel about that because that's telling me that the game does have mechs but not yet which makes yeah. me not it makes me not excited it makes me angry i'm just why well, not why don't max I, I sent you a picture last year of me at the john wayne airport and they were like hey coming soon like a mexican restaurant and i'm like i'm at a, i'm at the airport now <laughs> like i'm hungry where's this where is it? <laughs> i don't need a coming soon sign at an airport like i'm already here so like with hell divers like thanks for the tease on the mechs but like just put them out Give me the mech now. Yeah. No, that's I don't yeah, I'm I'm cross with them already. Helldivers, you're in a world How of dare you. from just don't don't tell You're me on the list now, you're off the list. Anyway, uh we're you know winding down here, but I wanted to kind of go around quick and and sort of pick out our favorite parts. What what was the 
what was the bell of the ball? What was the the best part of this state of play that I, f- I feel like I went in just not really super excited for this one and came away in a good mood about it, you know, like a good, healthy, good, healthy level of hype there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know about any of you. Uh, Jada, what, how do you, what do you feel about it? What was What was your vibe on this whole thing? And also, what was your favorite part? Like I said, it uh, for me, it started off really strong uh, with Helldivers and Foam Stars, Stellar Blade, Fries of Ronin, um, and Dragon's Dogma 2. Um, it was it was a fine showcase. It was good. It, was, it gave me gave us a lot of good looks at some some things that we're expecting this year, things we're not expecting this year. Um, and then you know, I it may be cheating, but my favorite thing is the fact that we're getting a Final Fantasy state of play next week at the very end. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'm just a huge Final <clears throat> Fantasy person. I can't wait for Rebirth. Like that's my big one. That's like my big game of 2024. I cannot wait to play that. So that's kind of was my favorite thing is that news that i'm getting more of that but from the game shown i'd have to give it up to hell divers too no kidding okay well you're i have great news for you because the things you're excited for are coming out in like 15 i know right you get you get one next week and then one also next week so uh that's kind of ridiculous but uh akeem what was what was the i think i could probably guess what was your favorite part (laughs) i have to say uh it's it's silent hill 2 um i'm sorry the reason i'm laughing because i was reading our notes and it says dude protagonist (laughs) I just thought that was funny for Silent Hill 2. But uh, but no, yes, I'm excited for Silent Hill 2 whenever we, we get it. Um, obviously, we didn't get like a, a release date for it. Uh, but the fact that, uh, you know, they're they're working on it, uh, you know, and they showed some, they had it, they're working on it, they're far along enough where they could show us some gameplay um, was, was good enough for me. Uh, and of course, Sonic, whenever I see Sonic in a state of play, it's a happy day for mm-hmm. man. Me, I'm sorry. You got you, this. This was kind of an Akeem show. You got Silent Hill and yeah. uh, and Sonic the Hedgehog, the two the two sides of your personality, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and Kojima, Kojima, baby, yeah, yeah. he's been in this like what, two years from now. He will he will be celebrating his 40th anniversary in the game industry, which is just uh, amazing. I mean, like I, I don't I don't know too many people that just single handedly gave us banger after banger uh, when it comes to video games. So shout out to him. I guess two years from now. And his vest. He got a huge vest, which is, yeah. You know. It's yeah. cold in them studios. Are you you know why me? it was cold in those studios? Because they left the door open so the drone could fly out. That's why it was cold <laughs> yeah, in exactly. the studio. Uh, Brian, what was what was the highlight for you? Uh, I was going to say Silent Hill too, because I, I'm, I'm a big survival horror fan, but I'll give that one to Akeem. Uh, Rise of the Ronin, like in terms of just like a big kind of meaty action platformer that has like the Sekiro uh, rooftop traversal meets the, you know, uh, hang glider from Tears of the Kingdom. I'm into all that. Combat looks great. World looks huge. Uh, the RPG elements are really nice. Knowing it's Team Ninja and that they've they've made a bunch of games that just feel awesome. Um, yeah, gets me really excited. And you know, I I don't know when I'll be playing this game, but I'm I'm into it and I will wait for it. Uh, and also, it's a good holdover because we still don't know a bunch of games coming from a bunch of first party Sony studios. And you know, they jingled the keys at the end there for you Final Fantasy people, but I want a Ghost of Tsushima game. And I haven't gotten that yet in a while since 2020. And I'm selfish and spoiled and I well, want more. So can, until then, I'll you, take Rise of the Ronin. You can do you can do plenty of samurai stuff. That's on March 22nd. And if you get sick of that, you can go listen to a bunch of weird dudes shout stuff like Master Hoppies and human bones that move on their own and all roads lead to Grand Seren. And I hope those pawns keep shouting stupid, stupid stuff in Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, you know, I really... I, the highlight for me was definitely the Kojima stuff. Just just the big yep. ball of Kojima stuff. Uh, really, all of it. The the Death Stranding two looks completely just 
<laughs> like what? Like what is it? It looks like it's all over the place. It looks completely bonkers. The fact that he's working on some crazy new movie. Uh, I looked it up. Fizzent isn't like a play on like <laughs> physically isn't. It's short for like I think uh, f- uh, physical intelligence or like psych. psych I don't. Know. It's some. I, I said I wouldn't do this. I said I wouldn't do this. I did this with Death Stranding. I'm Googling weird, weird words. I'm like scrubbing through the trailer. I'm gonna find things. I'm I'm guess I'm relieved that Fizzent doesn't have or it it physically doesn't have any more to go on because I'd be picking it apart and trying to find weird. Maybe there's a QR code hidden in there somewhere. But it's it's fun to speculate. I like get, I like the get Kojima's back in that stuff. subreddit and talk to those guys and their theories. You know what they say? It, Never be game over. That's that's what they say because it was written <laughs> on the back of liquid snakes t-shirt or whatever uh, also we got to give an honorable mention to until dawn as well oh, yeah totally uh, just wanted, just wanted yeah. to toss that out there uh i know like a few weeks ago it was announced that you know they found some directors for for the movie so it was it was nice to see that they're they're working on uh i guess it's a remake right it's, it's a no, it's, it, well it's a yeah rebuild from the ground up it's co- yeah co- rebuilt whatever I, it's a it's it looks pretty and it's coming to ps5 and pc so that's awesome uh Anyway, we are about uh, done here. There's plenty more to talk about. We'll definitely be doing that in the coming weeks uh, and as we get closer to these games coming out and some of them, you know, getting getting to see more of them. Uh, You can catch us every week if you're not a regular listener or viewer. We have new episodes on Wednesday on IGN and on various podcast platforms. Uh, Before we go, I want to give a quick shout out for anybody who would like to actually get a new game right now. Uh, You can get a game called Hellcard, which is a roguelike deck builder. You can get it by signing up for uh, IGN Plus, which is a low monthly fee to get ad-free uh, IGN reading, uh, a bunch of cool map stuff, tons of bonuses. You get entered a contest. There's a bunch of cool stuff. So go check that out. And if you want to uh, buy some games and support a good cause, check out uh, Humble Bundle. They got tons of cool bundles going on all the time. Uh, just humblebundle.com. And on that note, beyond. 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 Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 